Jones. He closed his eyes. He could still hardly believe it. A conspiracy to overthrow his father as king and the Al-Shalans as the ruling house of Zohaid had been brewing right under their noses for months now. The priceless pride of Zohaid jewels, believed universally throughout the tribes to give the royal house the right to rule, had been stolen and replaced with fakes just in time for exhibition day, when they were to be paraded in public for all to see. No doubt the thief planned to publicly expose the jewels as fakes and begin the chaos that would see the Al-Shalans removed from power. For the past weeks, Harris had been casting his net throughout the region, using information his brother Shaheen and his new wife Jahara had secured. Early that morning, Harris had gotten a lead that might take him straight to the conspiracy's mastermind. A man claiming to be an American reporter was said to be in possession of all the vital details of the conspiracy. Within twenty minutes, Harris had arrived at the man's rented condo, but their enemies had already made their move. The man had been gone abducted. Horace hadn't missed a beat since, had followed the trail of the abductors to this desolate place. He had no doubt what the orders of the ruthless patriarch of the Al-Osabis were. Extract the info from the man, then let the desert claim him and his secrets. That alone was reason enough for Horace to be out here. No one would be unjustly hurt on Zohaden's soil on his watch, not even if it was someone whose agenda was to bring the Al-Shalans down not even if it was this T.J. Burke. T.J. Burke. The man was an enigma. In his databases, Harris possessed up-to-the-moment information on every reporter in the world. He kept tight tabs on each since they wielded the most dangerous weapon of all, the media and its inexorable effect on global movements and the manufacturing of worldwide public opinion. But T.J. Burke had slipped under his radar, Since Harris had learned of the reporter's existence, the unprecedented had happened. He'd failed to learn anything about the man. It was as if T.J. Burke had come into existence the moment he'd arrived in the region one week ago. He'd found one reference to the only T.J. Burke who'd ever been in the region, an American IT specialist who'd worked for a multinational corporation in Asmahar. But that man had gone back to the States just over a year ago. A few months later, he'd been tried for the crimes of fraud and embezzlement perpetrated while he'd been in Harris's region. He was now serving a five-year sentence in a maximum security penitentiary and was still securely in his cell as of a couple hours ago. The current T.J. Burke had probably latched on to the name, or else he'd come up with a random persona for his fictional character, and it coincided with an actual person's identity. Which drove Harris to one conclusion— the man must be a spy, an uncanny one at that, hiding his origins from Horace's networks and his movements and affiliations, too. But he would save T.J. Burke even if he were the devil. Once he had him safe, he would extract the info he had. If it was what he hoped, what he feared, he would see what impossible price this man had intended to demand for the invaluable info and double it. Then he'd do everything in his considerable power to ensure he'd never resell it. The sentries were nodding off in front of the fire now. He signaled to Mansour, his second-in-command. Mansour relayed his order counterclockwise to Yazid at the cabin's south side, who then relayed it to Mohab at its west. Twice they simultaneously fired their trank darts, each felling their designated sentries.
Horace erupted to his feet. In seconds, he was jumping over the guards' crumpled bodies and landing soundlessly on the stone steps, leading to the cabin's door. The others were converging on him. He exchanged a terse nod with his men, seeing only their intense gazes in the eerie combination of steady-as-time starlight and erratic firelight. They'd deal with any surprises. He'd go straight for their target. He pushed on the door. It swung open with a creak that gutted the silence. His gaze swept around the dim interior. Burke wasn't there. There was another room. He had to be there. He bounded to its skewed door, slowly pushed it open. A slim, trim-bearded man in a sand-colored quilted jacket rounded on him. A heartbeat stretched as their eyes clashed. Even in the faint light, Horace did a double-take at the impact of the man's gaze, which seemed to be spewing electric azure.